Thank you for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. As host, I've had the privilege of meeting a number of individuals that have shared fascinating stories from their experiences in the pre-COVID and COVID periods. In fact, even in early 2021, COVID remains a big part of our everyday lives. Out of 253 podcasts to date, one initiative that stands out represents my chat with three grade 12 students from Western Canada High School here in Calgary. The students, Bridget Ferguson, Katie Sattler, and Grace Atala, took the initiative in 2020 to launch Joy to Job, a series of webinars dedicated to connecting students with community professionals. The girls shared the origin story of Joy to Job on episode 236 earlier this year. Take the time to consider reaching out to Bridget, Katie or Grace, or even their advisor, Jennifer Lessier from Platform Calgary, to join one of their webinar sessions in order to provide your professional guidance and advice to Calgary students seeking to remove some of the uncertainty connected to their future careers. Once again, thanks for listening to the Calgary Business Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast from whatever app you access your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. I also invite you to leave a review to allow others to easily find the Calgary Business Podcast. Have a great day and stay safe. Adriana, welcome to Calgary Business Podcast. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I So I wanted to let you first, this is episode number 241. Wow. Uh, a beautiful sunny day in Calgary, but cold though, I think. Uh, yep, a little bit. <laughs> so do you're like, we can talk about that later, but I, you know, does it, is that a problem with starting? Do you need booths? You know? Yeah, it is. Uh, the weather definitely plays a big part of some issues that we run into with our, our cars, obviously. Yeah. Um, just like anybody's car in the winter, they, uh, they don't always like to start when it's super cold. Um, yeah, so it does, it does present us with some challenges sometimes. <laughs> so that's, that's a good start or segue. I don't know if you have a segue products, but <laughs> let's segue right into your company and who you, what you do. And, and I'm like, this is a really great topic. So we, I hope you have all day. I do. Yeah, I'm here, uh, here to chat. I'm excited. So okay. uh, a little bit about me. Uh, I'm the Calgary branch manager for Caminato YYC. Um, I've been with the company for just over four years. Wow. Um, I previously was working in Edmonton, helping run the branch there. And more recently, when we launched in Calgary, I am now here. So we launched Caminato YYC in late August, early September of this year. Yeah, um, so it's really, you're, I mean, you're really new. I mean, the, the paint, super new. The paint is still dripping, except it's not frozen, but it's still dripping. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. So we, and we uh, launched, I guess, out of the need for, you know, we were in Edmonton. Caminato is across Canada. So yeah. we, saw an opening when Cardigo left in September 2019. Um, we knew that the city needed and people were desperate. We were hearing those desperate cries um, that we, you know, people wanted us. So, um, wait, so Cardigo, we, were you working with Cardigo or that just was, they were? No, yeah, no. So I previously worked for another car sharing company called Pogo. Um, Pogo in Edmonton was then acquired by Comunato. Okay. Um, 
so that now I'm working for Caminado. Um, and Cardigo was running in Calgary for a number of years. I know they had a huge customer service, like customer base. Um, they had lots of cars. Yeah. I'm sure everyone remembers seeing the smart cars around park it everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then in September of 2019, they had announced that they, I believe that there was like a, an earlier announcement saying that they were reducing their services. And then in September I of 2019, September, October, they announced that they were pulling out of all of their cities in North America completely. Wow. So yeah. I mean, that's obviously, I mean, one of those massive, I mean, David's key kind of closing down pre COVID. Yeah. yeah. These are kind of those events that were happening. Um, so this wasn't even a COVID related. They, no, no. So what, and I, yeah. Okay, <laughs> what can we take from it? What can you take? I mean, you're fresh. You just, I said the paint, I'm looking at your Instagram post and the paint is dripping off the cars. But so literally, you just opened up here in Calgary. Yeah. What can you learn from? Is there a takeaway? Do you discuss that? I mean, it's incredible. Um. Yeah, I think there's a takeaway because I mean, we were we were operating alongside them in other cities. Yeah. So our like more company background is that we were founded in Quebec City. Um, we are like super he- really big in Eastern Canada, so we were running alongside them in. Montreal yeah. and in Toronto and other places like that. Was so it like a race, like you went to a customer, you saw them stand in the corner and they raced over there. Who can get them first? No. Yeah, a, a little. I mean, in yeah. Montreal, it really ended up being, we're a, a French-based company. So it yeah. ended up really being that we had a lot of Francophone members being Caminata members and a lot of Anglophones being Cardigo members. Um, so that's kind of how, like, I guess that kind of divided the people and yeah. when Cardigo left we really had to kind of pivot to adapting much better to our English markets and making sure that we can adapt and get those Anglophone members on board um, which is great because now they've kind of expanded and they've added Edmonton and now Calgary so um, we have that English aspect now or yeah. we didn't necessarily have that years ago but you know um, this, when you say communado you know i spent a lot of time in russia and this very sounds very <laughs> like communism <laughs> we get that a lot actually and it's funny because it's it's more communal auto or like yeah. community auto yeah um yeah we always get like whenever we like we launched in toronto a, a couple of years ago yeah. and and again when we announced in edmonton that we were switching from um our old pogo name to communado people were like oh this is so weird but um at you know there's a there's an element of do you really care what it's called as long as it's getting you from a to b um yeah so and i think the people that really were uh chatty about it are not our members <laughs> I, mean, I mean people look at for anything okay i mean if you really totally. if, if you drill down communal apartments were a big thing in soviet time and i and i only say this because i lived you know i lived in russia for a long time and or a few years and I've worked there and been, you know, been there a lot. So commune, commune apartments, which is like literally four or five families live together. That term comes from that. So I'm not, I'm not other than, I don't have any judgment. I'm like, you just can you say, <laughs> you just conjured up this. Wow. Cool. No, no, look, I, this whole thing, it makes sense because you're right. It's ride sharing, right? Yeah. So we like, I mean, the basics of what we do is we are like, we're a service that is able to help people get where they need to be. Um, And we have like, I mean, I could rattle off lots of stuff. Like we're, uh, we're the only company currently in 
um, North America, we're the oldest and largest car sharing service in North America. Yeah. Um, we're one of the few operators in the world that offer both free floating and station based car sharing, which is. Yeah, I, um, I, I was wrong. It's not it's not ride sharing. It's actually car share. Yeah. Ride share is a little bit more toward like that's a term that you might use towards like Uber yeah. usually. Um, but yeah, so we're like that's kind of Caminado. We're the largest and the oldest. Um, you're talking the Russian again. Yes, I see. <laughs> yeah, and like I think the biggest thing too is like we we're a private company, but yeah. our main mission is to reduce the impact of cars on cities while still upholding and improving access to mobility. Um, we care huge. about the environment I mean, and all of that, right? Yeah. So it's that's kind of the basics of who we are. You know, I remember it's like 50, maybe 15, 20 years ago, Boris Johnson was the city of London mayor and before he became prime minister. And he literally, they, they introduced that congestion charge, right, for the inner city. And so literally you get this, I don't know, it's probably evolved, but people say, oh, you can't do that in North America. And so I, why not, right? But so what you, mm-hmm. your point is you parking, you have little guy cars and, you know, it kind of makes it easier to park, right? Totally, yeah. So, and I think the, the big thing too is we, Really, uh, something that I feel like the company does not talk about enough is that we work alongside um, public transit authorities, whereas I think that was something that Cardigo didn't, I don't know if if that they necessarily did, but we really work hard to work with other alternative sources because there's no one clear way to get around all the time, Um, especially in Alberta, like, you can ride your bike all summer, you can walk, you know, taking the bus, the C train, but in the winter, that's a totally different, like, yeah, exactly. So, um, and in some cities you have limited, you know, bus options that only runs for, you know, like, so I think that there's no, there's no one clear way to get around 24 seven. I like where you go. So this is a relation. Is it a relationship with the city? Cause I know you and I talked a little bit offline. That requires a strong relationship and understanding of what you're doing. It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. And we thankfully, like, not thankfully, unfortunately, when Cardigo left, I think the the city, I'm sure they heard lots from people who sure. had changed their their transportation lifestyles um, completely with having and relying on Cardigo. So when they left, I think the city knew and there was some city councilors who were so great and kind of were right alongside them yeah. and uh, they wanted car sharing back. Um so when we did, you know, when we finally uh, were opening, I think the support from the city and from the city councillors and from really everyone has been so overwhelming and so great. Um, and that's sometimes half the battle is just kind of getting your foot in the door. And they really had the door wi- wide open for us with the yeah, you uh, ready for us to go. Car door on your foot or finger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really hurt. I remember as a kid. But, so let, no, this is incredible. So, okay, let's let's drill down. Let's unpack that a little bit because... If I'm going and I'm, I'm going to take right, there's an LRT station next to Manning High School up here. And, sure. you know, I, I, that's a big, a bit of a walk, particularly in the winter. And, but I'm mm-hmm. going to have the, I, I, I'm going to take the car home. So am I going to get charged for the, or is it just based, based on movement or, you know, if I bring so, the car home? Yeah. So the way that it works is like, so we're, we have an app. Um, you, do, you become a member, download the app. Um, and then you use it just like you would like Uber or the scooters in the summer. Okay. So, you know, does it you, go back like automatically said, to the station after I drop when I, I drop myself? So I drop myself in, off. 
yeah so i mean uh not quite we're not quite there yet yeah. um, but that's, that, we, that's, so we another, have... that's another topic right when you get into autonomous vehicles and that but we can we'll go back there in a second yeah so i'm at home now it's stuck in my yeah driveway. exactly so the way that it works is that you pick up the car they're all parked out on the street yeah you use it for however long you want so a five minute trip like you had just suggested you could take it for five hours five days it's totally up to you the only real parameters that we currently have in the city of Calgary is one, we only have free floating. So we don't have any of those stations um, so coming potentially in the spring and summer. Yeah. Um, so with that, you can, it makes it really flexible. You can pick it up and park it. Like those bike, rack thing, those bike rack thing. Where you yeah, can, exactly. Yeah. So we, we have that in t all of our other uh, cities, yeah. but not currently in Calgary. So with that, with the free floating service, you pick it up wherever, drop it off wherever, as long as you are following the two parameters, which is making sure that you're in the zone, um, which currently we just are operating in central Calgary. And then the second parameter is just making sure that you're following the parking rules. Um, so you're not parked in a tollway zone or a loading zone or yeah. an accessible park, parking spot, those types of things. But otherwise, like you pick it up and drop it off as you need it. So uh, it makes it really easy. And we have like, we have a ton of different uh, rates for you. So if you are someone who uses it once in a blue moon, like you, we have a rate that's perfect for you, or we, we have a rate for someone who uses it to commute to work to sure. every day, or, you know, they go on long trips, all that kind of stuff. So, okay, so but you're, um, I, sorry, Andrea, Adriana, you're, you're set up for the more inner city, drop it off and someone else will pick, likely pick it up from that drop off point. Yeah. And that's, um, that's how it works. And I mean, we, all of our cars are the same, so there's no, uh, you don't have to pick and find <laughs> The fanciest, flashiest car. They're yeah. all the same. They all work for like as little or as long as you want kind of trips. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's unpack that further now. So right now, you would not be set up for the the rural commute. I'm not rural, but the the kind of suburban type. I I can't do that. Won't work for me because you don't have a station at the station. But later, that's right. something you would had logistically. How would you how would you solve my dilemma? I want to take it from the station and leave it overnight. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you just treat it like a regular car. So I often uh, will visit Edmonton. Yes. I'll pick up the car on a Friday afternoon, drive it to Edmonton, do whatever I'm going to do there. And then when I come back home to Calgary, I will make sure that the car's parked in a proper spot and <laughs> yeah. on my trip. So then I'm taking it for the weekend. And uh, if you're not on any sort of fancy plan, yeah. uh, it's 75 bucks for the weekend, which is like a really like a really good deal we really try to be competitive well with, you got well, um just, Adrian, rental cars just triggered something so I, I literally my my daughter works for a a, a psychiatrist or you know, psychologist office and literally families come in they came from medicine had they rented a car for six hundred dollars one way <laughs> yeah it's crazy it's really crazy so we um not only are we were meant for those short small yeah. you know i'm running to go pick up something in Kensington and I'm, you know, on 17th Ave, like it's a little too far to walk or, you know, I have a big grocery haul that I need to go pick up, you know, those types of trips. We're also great for, um, especially being in Calgary, going to the mountains for the day to go ski or, um, like I said, going to Edmonton, you know, those small little, um, so I should, I say small, but those shorter, uh, shorter, haul, short haul. those shorter, yeah. exactly. But we also have in other cities, we have bigger vehicles to accommodate bigger trips like you know if you wanted to go with sure. your family for a road sure. trip so you take the van or an suv um 
and those are doable as well, which is really great. We have long distance rates that are uh, definitely help cheapen those those trips up, and they really do make it competitive with. No, no, it's not a knockoff. I mean, you know, kind of like when Uber came out, right? There was the medallions, the taxis, and that kind of because people pay mm-hmm. for that territory. So the rental fleets, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they pay for those vehicles. I get that, but at the same time, if those cars, those cars are sitting idle, you know, that's kind of a miss. That, that's probably you know, I you know why? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it's definitely not a knock on uh, car rental services because they have like those car rental agencies have their place yeah. and I think the perk that we see and the hole that we see is that you drive your car you know every day to work you park it in a parking lot it and it sits up. for eight hours yes. while you're at work and then you go home and you drive your car and it parks in your driveway and it sits overnight like um in those times you know it's great to own a car sometimes for things that you need to do but you don't necessarily need a car all the time. So that's kind of where we fit in. And for people who have started to think differently about how they get around, this really opens us up to, you know, okay, I bike to work, but it started to rain, you know, halfway through my workday. So I'm going to toss my bike in the car and drive home kind of thing. Or, you know, I mean, there's literally thousands of use cases that I could just rally off. But uh, yeah, that vehicle in use or that vehicle available for use, that's an expensive rental tour you know if you want to call it a rent or that's expensive to, uh, um, for individuals or families right that's, that's an yeah, expense exactly. that's being idolized so i'm going to put that out there it's like why not partner up with some of those homeowners and get communal auto slapped onto those cars or the inner city people inner city folks that don't you know what i mean like there's there's ample opportunity you have partnerships i don't know if that you get into insurance and legislation and that kind of stuff but i think wow you've just opened yeah. up your, your base well, and I think in other cities, so in a city like uh, Montreal, for example, like the cars are literally everywhere. Yeah. Like they have a thousand, you know, they've got a lot of cars in those cities. So um, it really does like in that type of way, like they've really grown and they're quite expansive and they work really collectively with, you know, the metro and the bus and all that kind of stuff. So eventually, since we're still new, like we'll get to that point where we do reach you know, all of the, the C train stations yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's really just a matter of time um, in our case, especially in Alberta. Um, and I think there is still like a little bit of, um, especially in Alberta, I think there's still like a little bit of just people are not quite over the hump of changing their mentality about what it, what it means to own a car. Um, there are many people who own a car to, you know, show their wealth or, um, you know, they have a truck because you're in Alberta or, you know, you, you, you name it. Right. So oh, I think that funny. there is, that is funny. There are people who are changing their mentalities. And I think, you know, two car families are now thinking about being a one car family and, you know, supplementing that with other ways. And I think, um, the winters definitely do pose a, a big kind of, it's daunting to think about not owning your car right. in the winter. That's right. Now I go put me back to my my first car was a bat. I spent more. My dad spent more on I should say more on that car that I paid. It was at least seven times as much in terms of I paid really cheap dollar, but then in the winter, oh, sitting at lights, I remember yeah. having to rev the engine, put it in neutral, and rev it so it wouldn't stall because if it stalled, it was dead. <laughs> so yeah, no, and I think a, a really huge perk for us is like we know how much it costs to own a car yeah. because you pay. You're not just paying for 
the car payments or however much it costs up front, you're paying for the maintenance and the insurance and the gas and the parking. That's right. Uh, and we include and we include gas, parking, and insurance. So you really don't like you can come and have nothing and just use our service, which is super helpful because um, it kind of reduces. You know, you might pay a little bit more per trip, yeah. but in the long run, you're not paying for those little, not little things, those, you know, the winter tires, the parking tickets that you get, the, well, the BAMF, um, you go to BAMF, you know, the gas, you have yeah. to have the Banff Park, you know, the, the National Park, you can't go off the road. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's something there. I don't know. Do you have that logistics where you go into Banff and you've got the, the park pass? We don't. We do actually have that in other, so in Quebec, they have that, um, that partnership with the uh, the provincial park. Though. So that's something to work. It sounds like you've got a huge agenda of things you, I don't say need to do, but probably need to consider if it's not available. That, that presents a huge opportunity, maybe some challenges for your team. How big is your team, Adriana? Um, oh, that's a good question. We, are, we have a huge IT end. I would say anywhere between like 40 and 60 people, I think, if we include all of our drivers as well. Yeah. I think here in Calgary, closer to the 60. In Calgary, we have about six of us. Oh, so tiny, you're just tiny. A little we're tiny, tiny, tiny here. Tiny. We're pretty tiny yeah. here and we're a lot bigger in. So uh, like our cities are Quebec. Our provinces are Quebec, Ontario, Nova Scotia, Alberta, and then internationally in Paris, France. So you know, you and uh, I talked just offline, right? Blah blah car, which they do more long haul, but that's been around for a while. They're kind of that. For me, that was just a, an iconic name. I'm like, people are like, what's blah blah mm-hmm. car? Well, that's a French, a big French car sharing, ride sharing type uh, company. Yep. Yeah. So we're that's we're in 16 cities across Canada, yeah. and then in Paris. So. Oh, um, I- yeah, so we have a we've got a pretty big, uh, pretty big team and a pretty big uh, operational. So that support's spread, coming to you. You're saying the back office that IT, very IT focused because data would seem to be a very big part of what you're doing, and to to justify that the the capex to bringing these these vehicles to people. So if I'm not paying it as an individual, the company's paying for that capex, the 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 cars, the commune guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how is the data? How does the data come into play for you? Your day to day. Well, we track things like um, the important things for like us. I am by no means, I'm a marketing manager and, an, and I'm a branch manager. So I uh, am not super focused. I mean, the numbers that I focus on are like Instagram follows and things like that. Um, but the big things I think that I look at as a branch manager is, um, you know, how things like the weather affect the usage, how, you know, how many signups are getting, those types of things. Um and then a lot of the nitty gritty stuff is really left more to our IT team. But they spit that um, out too. They give you they give you the the dashboard. You probably because okay, I'm going to your Instagram handle. Forty nine thousand trips taken, eight hundred thirty thousand kilometers driven. Those are pretty. Yeah. I mean, those are compelling numbers. Super. Yeah. So those are. Uh, I send a quick little message and they send those numbers to us. But we like, like I said, I really care about the, you know, how many members we have. Um, And we can look at, you know, okay, we have 60 members in this little pocket in Calgary, you know, that's great. Or, you know, we have, uh, we have a hundred trips taken from 17th of on this weekend, those types of things. Um, And that just kind of helps us with, 
uh, redistributing vehicles. Well, there you go. Planning, so, right? Staffing. Where are the vehicles? Totally. Position of vehicles. Yeah. Here's a trend. The migrate. I mean, that's that GPS navigation thing, right? Linked in with your data mm-hmm. that shows the movie, kind of like from the movies where they go, look where the guy went on the weekend, right? And it's like, it's, it's, it's telling the story. Why is he going to that apartment yeah. so often? There's a story behind this one. No, I mean, but you're. Well, we don't. Yeah, we don't check <laughs> that stuff as much. We actually check more like our app. Like we can see yeah. where your app is opening, you know, yeah. the, the, the real basic uh, tech stuff. You can tell how much I know. Um, you can no, see I'm where sure, your, people are opening you, the app and uh, that You kind of may stuff. not, you may not, but I'm sure that if somebody was really yeah. drilling down, <laughs> right? Because data is totally. Data, right? Yeah. And if they've got, exactly. Yeah. If they've got sensors, they know where it's been. But that, that's important in terms of trends. So if I'm going to open a new city or I'm going to open a new area, to your point earlier, you said, well, we might, you know, we'll migrate to the, the where's Walden District or Legacy District. You know, you're going to migrate to those. But unless if the data doesn't tell you that story, it might not make sense. Totally. And the other thing, too, that we always take into account when we are looking at expansion is we are we really rely on listening to our members. Um, And I think that's like a huge part of who we are is our relationship with our members. We don't call them customers. They are our members. And we really do like um, we, we thrive to, you know, have good relationships with them. And I can honestly say, like. I've made genuine friends, as funny as it sounds, with people who use the service in Edmonton yeah. that I just got to know over the years. And so, I mean, that's the type of friendship and relationship we want to have with our members is that they can tell us what they like and what they don't like and what would suit their needs best. So um, when we launched, we did hear a lot of, okay, you're not in this area, but you should be here. Or, you know, you miss my house by two blocks, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. So. Um, we really do rely on that. And our members are like everything, obviously. But that's your story, right? Without those, you wouldn't be, you know, you'd be the car to go kind of a solution. You'd be, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, like I said, that's kind of a big thing is like, not, you know, we, our mission is to reduce the impact of cars, but also like we, every person uses it so differently um, that we want to make sure that we can fit their needs in a way that's that incredible though because i look so i look up and that what you've just said is very important to have a take of marketing so i look up in your instagram and you've got a members and some posts from members you've you've saved it in your highlights or your archive yeah but that you know i was listening to a podcast this morning by gary vaynerchuk and he was he was interviewing the Bud, budweiser people they were they were he was at a panel and he said let's go right now let's go look at the hashtag bud light or whatever it was right and he right. said they're they're posting their stories about you, how you, you know, how they feel it. And it's like he said, this is critical. They, it doesn't matter how much time you spend as a marketing. He said they if they're if they're enjoying it and they're sharing it or they're telling you've said it. Your members are telling you their story. That's incredible mm-hmm. through their eyes. Right. You can as a marketing yeah. person can can say what it should be, but they're telling you what it is. That's incredible. Exactly. And I think that's like that's a huge thing for us, too. And. Like in a city like Edmonton, previously we, you know, we've done pop-ups in non-COVID times to, you know, come have a coffee on yeah. us and chat with the team and those types of things where we really do, like, like I said, like our focus is on serving our members and making sure that their needs are met by us. And we love to hear how they're using it. Like, um, no, I love, I mean, you know, we had, a, yeah, it's the story it's the of the individual, totally. like you said it, they're all, everyone's different. You've got, and I'm like, I just love this. I mean, I, that's sharing those that's so important in a lot of sense. I've, I've just learned this from mm-hmm. the podcast I've done. You know, people talk <laughs> about the community. That's it. All the marketing and sales stuff. 
that's gimmicky, but this is real. Like, I love this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Well, yeah, and I th- and we, like, we're real people, and I think to Are get you? to understand. Well, I the robot. No, you said the <laughs> yeah, robot no, and I think, was going to be on yeah. this call. I think to like get to understand who our members are I do really think that that sets us apart from other companies and I do I really do think that that's a big piece of why we are successful is having we have teams in every single one of the cities that we have branches in and I think that is that helps for us to just like be on the ground understand what's going on and just like have that influence of I can see that the weather is really cold out right now so I know that our members are going to be you know uh, wanting to get into cars quick and they're going to feel really crappy when they get to a dead car. Like I know yeah. that because I'm here um, and that's impossible for me to know if I'm in Montreal or if I'm in another city. Um, so how many cars, so I think that how helps. many cars in your fleet here in Calgary or do you, do you want to go Calgary Canadian wide? Sure. Yeah. So, so in Calgary, we have 150 yeah. across Canada. We have 3,300 cars. So how, I mean, this is kind of that, fleet right because if i think you take the the automotive dealership they have a natural life or not the um, the rental car companies there's a natural life but you're just new i mean mm-hmm. your cars are just as i said they're dripping yeah the paint is still dripping off the sign it's, <laughs> it's yeah. true yeah so um so we've been around for like we were founded in 1994 so obviously the cars that were around then are no longer around um and we in uh other branches especially in quebec we have a lot of, they've introduced a lot of electric cars there. Um, Yeah, which is super cool. So, I mean, in Calgary, we have 150 of brand new 2020 Kias. So um, I don't think that we'll be changing those out anytime soon. Like they're literally brand spanking new. Um, But obviously like cars have a a life, Uh, accidents happen, um, all that kind of stuff. So our fleet does take a bit of a turnover Sometimes very quickly, especially in the winter, and a little bit less in the summer. But there's data as well that, in terms of you, you're talking about maintenance yep. and car, the, the tire rotate, all those kind, all that. That's that back. Is that a back? Yeah, or they help you as well. Back in we have a full fleet yeah. team that like helps keep us in track with you know uh, making sure that tires are getting changed and oils getting looked at and all of that kind of stuff. So is that um, partnership? And there, our drivers. You have your own back off. No partnerships with yeah, them. we do we do have our own yeah. back office. Um and so they work with our drivers who are in each city. So um my drivers here will work with me, but they'll also work with our team in Montreal who help say, you know, hey car, blah yeah. blah blah needs to get the windshield blah, replaced blah, blah, today. Can you blah, bring blah, blah, it? Blah. But let, yeah. let's go back because I mean I do I mean the relationship actually you don't have uh big repair shops and auto body dealerships and all that. We do. Well, no, we don't own them. We just work alongside local partners. So we try to work with local partners. Yeah, exactly. So shout out to them. Can we, I mean, do, is it something that you can share or is it really secretive? Yeah. So current, so in Calgary, we work with a company called Instamec. They are, um, a, like, I guess they're like a come to you kind of surface, which is really great for us. So they come to our cars and do the maintenance and things that, need to get done uh, and we don't actually have to bring it to a physical shop which is right. so great yeah so and we have lots of other little partners here no, I li- but, um I like you know because we're kia yeah i mean hello do they hello what are we <laughs> what are we in a like real doctor it's like a house call wonderful totally yeah and especially for us like it helps us us helps us out a lot because obviously like 
our cars are not all in one place at the same time and they move pretty quickly. So we, you know, they have an app just like a member. They treat it just like, you know, they search for a specific car. They know what needs to get done on that specific car. And then um, they go off to okay, find it Adriana, somewhere in the I zone. want them on that. You would bring them onto my podcast, please. Cause I think this is, that's an incredible story. It's so innovative. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're really great. So we work yeah. with them in Edmonton and okay. here in Calgary, um, which is great. So it really does help our drivers. We work very, very closely with the Calgary parking authority people. Um, and we visit the impound <laughs> all the time. So those are some of our great, our great yeah. friends. What, you, what your car's getting um, oh, Really? Gosh, you would not believe. So unfortunately, in part of being a car yeah. share service, you have people who get tickets and get tows. Part part of it is that people um, were not quite up to the the usage level that car to go previously once was at, where you could park a car and five minutes later someone right. would take it. Obviously, we will get there. Um, as we're still new, if you park a car in a tow-away zone, uh, the chances are that no one is going to take the car before the tow-away time. And we'll call to remind you. And if uh, you don't move it in time, sometimes we you get cars towed. So uh, our agents will go pick up the car or you'll go pick up the car. Um, we bill all of our parking tickets. If you get photo radars, yeah. like, we can track it and see who it is. So unfortunately, That's... as I always love to remind people, you can't drive it like you stole Obey it. The light. Obey the um, yeah. Because we will get you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? What's incredible? Because those are all the things that go with the car share. It's not just simple get in the car and go, maybe as a, as a, as a rental or whatever. But you as the back, the back office part, that's a lot of logistics. Your training, you said you've been with them for four years. That itself is a is a week long or how long session just to the awareness. But then as you go. Yeah. And there's little things, too, that you just like, you know, you know, um, I know a lot more about cars than I ever thought I was yeah. going to, which is especially for taking a marketing job. Um, but I mean, it's there's lots of things. And like I said, like we talked about the winter, like you know that there's a threshold for batteries right. and at one point the batteries you can start it and drive it and then it might live um and currently we're in the threshold of you start the car drive it and the moment you turn it off it's yep. dead again um so I like told you learn you that already. when here. i was 18 <laughs> yeah exactly. i had the nightmares please don't bring me back there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean you you learn lots of stuff and i think um as as close as Edmonton and Calgary are, they, they do have very, they've got, they're different. Um, So it's taught me a lot, but I think Calgary too is because we're still, no, we call it in Calgary. Um, We call it Deadmonton. I used to call it. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's not that I don't know if it's that bad anymore. Hard to say. Um, so I mean, as as close and as close <laughs> as they are, they yeah. are different, and I think people use the service sure. differently. And a big thing here is we really came in in Edmonton. We nobody had heard of car sharing before when sure. we launched, and so we really had to grow to kind of tell people who we are and what we were doing. Whereas when we launched in Calgary there had already been a car sharing service right. that people loved and needed in their life. So we really had like a little step up here because people were waiting and excited and wanted us. So uh, it's always nice to be wanted and it definitely has helped us for sure. So let's, let's maybe you could share with some innovation in terms of how you created awareness in Ed- particularly with Edmonton, if it didn't exist before, do you have some, some things that yeah. you could share? Cause it, those are, those can play well, particularly now with COVID. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's hard to say, cause we were a small, we were a local small company. Um, 
in Edmonton, we started with like 10 cars, 10 quickly became not enough. You grew to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 80. Um, we did like lots of like the classic marketing, you know, going to events. Edmonton is a pretty, pretty big festival city. So um, for years we were at right every single festival. I, I can see it in right yeah, yeah, all summer. Yeah, exactly. So really just, and the, the best part about car sharing is our cars are the best marketing tool that right. we could ever ask for, right? Like you see them out on the street, you get curious as to what they are. And, you know, that kind of helped, always helped us. So we did lots of events, signed up like thousands sure. of people. Um, and I think that really like, I think again, focusing on being local and having that like, you know, real, real face, real person kind of um, influence and listening to what our members wanted and needed. I think that really helped us be successful. But you really indoctrinated the words members because it, it's like it doesn't even come out of your mouth. You know, you don't describe them as customers. So but that's a key. your members. No, yeah. I mean, if you think of yeah. membership has its privileges, Costco membership, you know, that those are really community. <laughs> yeah, it's the community that drives it. Now, my, you know, Costco has a a Facebook page or, you know what I mean? Their members are talking mm -hmm. about deals 10, you know, 20 years ago. It's like, I oh, just got to get down there and, and get whatever you can. Now it's like, wow. It's just, it's, yeah. It's a real yeah. community of members. Well, and I think, I think something that helped us like be realistic and understanding the needs of our members is knowing that like, you don't always need a car, but in some cases having yeah. access to it when you need is, huge like just giant so um and especially like in both cities like you can't get to a costco from the bus like you could get to costco from the bus but it's you wouldn't have no. a direct bus no. right like you'd have to take two or you can't take the c train or the lrt to get to costco or ikea right so you have to like be realistic like you can take the bus you can take your bike and there are people that do that and like props to them taking your but, bike you know there are just <laughs> There are just sometimes you know. Even car. I saw one of your one of your uh, posts on Instagram had the someone uh, one of your members had posted with the car in the back folded in nicely. But that 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 begs to my question of when you get into other services such as e scooters or electronic scooters, ex electronic bikes, is that partner are those partnerships mm -hmm. forming now or is that something down the road? I think they're more friendships because we know car sharing really well and they know scooters and right. e-bikes really well. We love to support one another. And I mean, we're all kind of in the same realm of like the, you know, transportation, alternative transportation right. kind of uh, sector. So uh, I would say we're good friends and we have good relationships with them to do cool things together as partners. But I don't know if Caminata will be moving anyway, <laughs> like to, to be moving into the scooter business. Um, so you said but, you have electric car. Do you have electric cars here or is that just more in Edmonton and other places? No, so it's actually just currently just in Quebec um, and slowly trickling its way out uh, out towards us. So we'll probably see it in a couple. OK, years and then you here. did say and I don't know if you said this now or offline, but in B.C. you don't have any you don't have anything out there. No, so in BC they have um, they've got a couple of yeah. car sharing services. Um, so they have Moto, which is similar. They've got the round trip, so parked at a specific yeah. location, and you have to bring it back to that specific location. And they have a car sharing company called Evo, which is similar to us yeah. with the free floating. Um, and I think those 
they're huge there. Um, just like in, you know, Toronto, they're kind of like literally some, everywhere. Okay, so, moto. Um, okay, moto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there sure. Is. Um, so I guess, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if we end up making it all the way to yeah. the other coast because then we'll really be coast to coast. But um, for now, we're loving out the Alberta life, which is great. And that's really the furthest uh, like West province. So it de- like we have totally different problems than our Toronto friends or our Halifax well, I just think people, there's an opportunity so. for you to drop. We were, I was joking with one of my, um, one of my podcast guests. He said, oh, I, want, I, only, I only go to the area for deliveries, Bridgeline Brett. And he says, I only deliver where I can ride my mm-hmm. bike, right? So we're in the Bridgeland Revenue. So you're not from Calgary. You might not know that area behind the, it used to be the General Hospital. And he literally, his route was Brent, Bridgeland and Renfrew because you could make it to the two communities without crossing the major thoroughfare. And then I joked once and said mm-hmm. on, a, on a post, oh, you know, there's something that was, somebody was doing bread in, uh, on Vancouver Island. I said, oh, you can't deliver there, but maybe you can stop in Sycamus and transfer it to somebody from Sycamus. <laughs> so... You know, maybe you could have that border crossing. It's like, okay, Evo or whatever it is, you can take it from here. You know, I mean, that maybe those kind of things happen, but. Totally. Yeah. And I think, to be honest, like we're still kind of, we're in that early stages, especially in Alberta. Like sure. we've only been around, like in comparison, our Quebec part, like they've been around for 20, just over 25 years. So like they are a real household name over there and people know right. who they are. And we have members that have been using yeah. it since day one, which is crazy so we're still in comparison to them we are still super like in our infancy um in Edmonton and in Calgary so we've got lots of room to grow and I think um if we continue to like make sure that our goals are being met and like we continue to work closely with the public transit authorities and like I think that you know as the cities grow I think the that people are going to want to have those car-friendly spaces and um just think differently about how they get so, around. Unfortunately, you, no, I say unfortunately, but you weren't, you didn't have a pre COVID start. You had a, a COVID start. So I, I wanted to say, do you have ideas? Yeah. Do you have maybe the, the communal, the, across Canada has, you know, the, the exchange of ideas? Is there a lot of that's happening? Maybe with, for, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I, like every city, as we know, every city has a different, every province is a little bit different right now. Um, But we, yeah, we had initially planned to launch in uh, June and then May and June, and then it quickly became August, September. Um, So yeah, I don't know. COVID has definitely put an interesting spin on our service as a whole um, because we, in so many cases, like, you know, we rely on people to commute and we rely on, you know, us being your family's second car. So it really, it's really been super different. And I think every city has had a different set of, you know, restrictions and lockdowns and curfews. And um, each city is at a very different spot. So it's been really interesting to kind of talk to everybody across Canada to just get a sense of how things are going. Obviously things in Alberta are not nearly what they look like in Halifax where they're pretty, like they have such a chill, like they're, they're almost back to what, Quote, right. quote, normal life. Oh, um, so you have a out in Halifax. Whereas, you've like, got a, you've got a, a, okay, yeah, there's... Halifax. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they look different than what our Ottawa or our Toronto sure. branch would look like. And they look different than what we look like. So, um, but as a whole, the company, um, we didn't, as an essential service, we didn't stop 
um, our service at right. all over COVID, which is so great because people still needed to get around. Um, we did partnerships with um, health workers. So we would offer them like free, right. um, like free service so that then they could get where they needed to be. Um, and for a lot, especially in Edmonton, it was really great because uh, a lot of the hospitals are not super close together. So, um, you know, if you don't have a car or you don't want to take the bus, um, especially, you know, with COVID, like that was not a super right. safe option. So um, that was really helpful. And we gave like lots of credits. If you were using a vehicle over COVID, like you had additional um, time to clean the car or um, we had hand sanitizer in the cars. So those types of things. No, but that, um, you know, that's we a very people important, to... I think, of Alberta uh, healthcare services. I listened to pre-COVID. Totally. And they were talking about in the U.S. about how, you know, medication and, and, and adherence to the medication was a big problem. People couldn't get back for the follow up. Or they got a prescription and they didn't, you know, they couldn't fill it because they couldn't get to the doctor or they couldn't get to the pharmacy. You know, that transportation, right. I like that you said that it was a critical service or essential service because mm-hmm. that's a big part of health care. Yeah. And especially in Alberta, they like when you were going to get tested, which is we we told members like, please take our cars to get tested because the last thing you want to do is put someone who that's potentially right. could be COVID positive on a bus or in a taxi yeah. or in an Uber. So it was really great because we were able to offer and they that service. Their own car. They drove you know, themselves. you take the yeah. car. Yeah. Exactly. So you drive yourself, you know, if you and your family are not feeling well, you get in the car, you drive it, and then you let us know and we'll we'll uh, quarantine the car for a couple of days. Then, you know, we'll clean it and your account would be suspended until you could say, you know, if yeah. you're negative or positive. Um so it really, like, it really did help a lot of people, I think, um, myself included. I, like, went and got tested in a car, and then, you know, like, it's nice that I could pick up a car, drive it where I needed to go to the testing centers, because, again, they were not sure. all super close, um, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it just really, I think, we pivoted in a way that needed to, like, help our members, you know, considering not everyone owns a car or um you know taking a bus was so you know super risky and um just thinking of uh public safety i think at that point so um yeah so it it, we tried to pivot in that kind of sense and um i mean there's still tons of people who are working from home so um you know i think our usage is different than what it would be this time in a normal year but um in other cities we had the busiest summer and the busiest fall that we've sure. literally ever had ever. So it really, like, it really did look different. Um, well, like, like, I mean, you have, you know, like, we talk yeah. about Banff, we talk a little bit of Banff. A natural thing for me is skiers. They always commute and, you know, they get together or commute. I don't mm-hmm. mean commute. They, they bring together, you know, I remember as a, how many years ago we look at who's going, right? And you get four or five people because you chair the ride, right? So I'm thinking Sunshine Village mm-hmm. and Calgary Cantaloupe Park. Those must be natural partners for you. Totally. Yeah. And we like things like the airport that Cardigo right. once served. Um, things like, yeah, just like you said, Banff um, and places like Canmore, being able to have like a station there. So, you know, if you're traveling, I mean, that just to me, that makes sense. And thinking about all the in a, again, in a normal year, all the, the tourists sure. that, you know, come to Calgary, that yeah. go to Banff for the day or, you know, you have it, right? Like there's 
there's a huge right, garbage, market right, create, for, go to, go to um, new for all of that. Mall. I mean, you just literally, so I have, Ken, and I only reason I bring up Sunshine because Kendra Skirfield is going to be on the podcast in, in a week or so. You know, and I think, oh, nice. wow, I mean, I don't, you know, that partnership is a natural link because people, t- because there's less going, it's like, there's probably, it's less opportunity. But back to your point about the cars and students, and I, I think of university, colleges here in Calgary, there's a lot yeah. of people that rely on, you know, maybe aren't buying, you're not buying, your parents, you know, I go back to the, you know, they don't have the luxury as they did, the, the next, the generations today, so to, to buy or whatever the car, so. And COVID hits that. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of factors. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, in a normal year, like students are huge, a huge demographic for us, Um, especially in like, you know, big cities. So in Edmonton, we found like, I would almost say like two or three quarters of our membership are students because it costs a lot to own a car. You have a lot of international students who are on a tight budget and they need to get around. Right. So Factoring in all of that, you know, you maybe you move to a dorm or you live in the city and you never used to. And I mean, gosh, like there's just like, you know, there's so many use cases. And like Ikea, which is my favorite <laughs> example, Ikea is so far like you can't take the bus. Uh, you can't take the like the LRT or the C train. Like it's just, you know, you need to get to those types of no, places. That was, I was li- reading um, with Amazon. I know if you, you, you know, they Amazon set up outside of the outside the Calgary limits. And someone posted, as yep. soon as Amazon did that, it was, I think it was a tweet I saw. As soon as Amazon did that, they turned around and said, City Transit, why don't you have a, a rail line out here? Why don't you have something out for it? <laughs> for our employees? Yeah. No, and and Calgary is, like, huge, right? Like, things are, I mean, it's, it's quick to get yeah, around, sure. but it's not that quick. And there's not, uh, you know, not every bus line is going to take yeah. you to right where you need to go. So um, I think that with a mixture of, I think we're realistic with, you know, you're not going to want a car all the time on a beautiful, hot, sunny day. Like you might want to walk or you might want to bike or take a lime or a bird, you know, but I also think that you mentioned, uh, you mentioned scooters. I didn't. (laughs) I did. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We do love the scooters. Um, So, I mean, like it's a, it's a multitude of like usage. And I think that it's one of those, like, you know, you need to have a different, a couple different methods in your tool belt and, um, I think that just helps. I think we're just really here to like serve people in the way that they need to be, you know, to get around. And um, I think also being realistic with like, we're not going to be your only way to get around and we're happy with that. Um, so, but I also think that there are lots of people who are kind of thinking differently about how they get around and making sure. different choices. And I think that is so great. And that just works totally. I think it, it plays well in a lot of, say, I mean, the central service, and you're an auxiliary service, you know, it's, it, maybe it's not a permanent thing. And maybe your relationship starts with the car dealerships and, and transferring people over to own, you know, from we're, we're, we're sad to see our member going, but they're taking, they're, they're, they're going to buy a new Kia or, you know what I mean? Like this is like that, you know, there's mm-hmm. a send off and there's a natural uh, where, you know, you make it have a birthday seller or whatever is those things where the graduation, you know, have a little fun thing. I'm just thinking out loud. Cause I mean, eventually people will migrate somewhere else. Right. And then you have the next crop, and you have the five-year-old, and I see some TikTok videos, and you have the five-year-olds, they're, they're enjoying your car because when they're 15 they're gonna, or 18 or 16, whatever it is, they're going to be driving. But for now, they're going to be in the back seat, right? Totally, yeah. And I think people are like, I think that the shift is coming. And I think because we're in Alberta, it's like going to take a little longer. But I think that there is a shift coming with people reconsidering buying sure. cars that sit unused. 
Um, that's a huge point, so, right? Think if you do the numbers, yeah. if you ran the per day, per hour, when you're used in versus not, that's a huge, I, I'm sure that I would ask your guys if I was, cause I'm a, I'm not a data driven person, but I'm like, I think that would be a compelling ad say, you know how much cars, you know how much your car sits idle and they do by hour, by minute, how much that's costing you for your actual usage. It would be interesting to see that statistic. Totally. Yeah. It's uh, it's, I feel like it's definitely a lot. And I mean, <laughs> gosh, I even, I used to own my yeah. own car and I know it would sit parked sure. all day while yeah. I was at work parked, you know, like it just, they just sit. So, um, those four cars, I think, they're ignored for so long. You know, yeah. Like <laughs> and they cost so much, <laughs> but it's like a pet, right? That poor so. car. But anyway, so let's talk, like, let's talk about social media. Is it your handle? Do you have a control? Is it common, a common new communal across Canada? How does that work? <laughs> so we have, uh, so I help run the Alberta branch, um, with my coworker in Edmonton, yeah. her and I handle Alberta, um, as a whole. So, but then each branch is kind of branch specific. So again, with us trying to keep that local like vibe, I yeah. guess. Um, so each branch is run locally. Obviously I do not speak a lot of French. So our, like our friends in Quebec run the Quebec page cause they're mostly French, um, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoy kind of, I don't know, it's fun when you're new and you've got lots to work with yeah. um, in Calgary and it's, uh, but for me, I, I don't know. It's, it's fun, I've been... right? I think it's important, and I, I see that, and I, I could answer that question without answering it, asking it. But I, I see that you've localized, but then I see yeah. that the, the, the website's got the French uh, anglophone sax, uh, saxophone, the saxophone. There's a saxophone <laughs> player there as well. Why is that? No, I'm kidding. But the anglophone, francophone, and I see that. But it's important because that local members, they're local, right? And that story comes, mm -hmm. it gives you the opportunity, the, be, the, the breadth or depth or whatever it is you call it, the bandwidth, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So the future keys, if I give you the future keys to your car, no, but what's, what's key to your business? I mean, you know, it starts the car, yes, but what are the keys that are going to impact uh, going forward? What do you think? I think, like, I think moving forward, in Alberta, I think as long as we continue to like do what we're doing, which is providing a convenient and economical alternative to, you know, owning a car and working really closely with our public transit friends. Right. Um, I think those are really great. And I think Calgary is like growing, Calgary is a growing city. So I think that the way that things look right now versus in a couple of years might be yeah. different. And I think that the needs um, outside of, what you know outside of the downtown core might be different in a couple of years so um i don't know just like continuing to work with the city and making sure that we you know we're focused on the environment um and i think that's a big shift that we're trying to kind of make as a company is continuing to think a little bit more sustainable and um like as a whole so i mean those are kind of i guess the big the big goals for us as a company is just continuing what we're doing and um really just settle into calgary i think is a, the biggest thing so do you think uh elon musk will eventually uh take a position and then for and and put your put tesla's <laughs> in no but tesla's into your fleet is that something i mean maybe not tesla maybe maybe start small but uh you, you got i mean we we have the uh the leafs the nissan leafs yeah. i think um and we have the new kia uh the new kia is coming in quebec so i mean we do have electric cars yeah. and i think um, my prediction and my thought would be that Calgary would probably come first and Edmonton would probably come 
shortly after that, just because of the infrastructure that's already existing. Oh, from the, you mean electric versus, vehicles for electric vehicles? Yeah, and I think the infrastructure in Edmonton is like a little behind Calgary. Yeah. Um, I do think that that will come for sure because as the way that the transportation world kind of evolves, like we're already seeing like Teslas are pretty big. And I think that um, in the next couple years, few years in the future, yeah. um, I feel like our fleet will probably get transferred. What an incredible trend. Electric. Like I, I, for a while there, I was, I, was, I said someone should put in Tesla spotting, you know, if you train spotting and the Raven, I had the mm-hmm. Raven gear Marcellus are on with the Raven hockey and they do Raven spotting. So he posts whenever someone has, they spot a the hockey stick out and, you know, obviously it's easy because they're at a rink or whatever. But I'm like that train spotting. And I said, someone should do a Tesla spotting across Calgary because it's rare, <laughs> right? When you go to Vancouver, we just came back and it's literally Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. I'm like, I, you know, it's not even your head spin. You don't even have to look very far. And, you know, I think it's the difference between Edmonton and Calgary are is huge. I feel like I see Teslas everywhere yeah. here. Um, and I think it's just the difference is Edmonton is just the infrastructure is not huge. Yeah. You see them, but they're not as familiar. Like they're there. I see a lot more here than I do. But and also, I think then if you look at places like Toronto or Quebec, where they have, you know, stations everywhere, um, there's going to be more. It just comes with the That's territory. A totally. What an incredible change and shift. I mean, I go to that movie Train Spotting, which was a pretty weird movie, but it's like it just created that trend. And so Communo. If you ever see a if you see a Tesla bias, take a picture of it. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. You ever see a, <laughs> totally. You know, if you yeah. ever see a Tesla, take a picture. You know, you kind of this mean thing, and then yeah. Think, and I really, I do really hope that we move towards that way. I don't know if we'll have if we'll ever have Teslas. We, we might have the uh, the lower version um, <laughs> the <laughs> because they're they're pretty pricey. But yeah, exactly. So I I do think that we'll probably move that way. Um, when you when you talk about like um, like artificial intelligence and like self-driving cars like I feel like we are miles away from that um but I do think that like electric cars will is for sure in our future but if you had okay let's say you dropped off in a community with low traffic and you you kind of can control that right so like back to my point here if you had a path that was predictable enough that's when I Mm -hmm. I think I shared it with you I can't remember the name of the company but it's a it's a retirement village in the U.S. And uh, Alexi Ohanin was part of that initialized capital. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking that to Serena Williams' husband. But he featured that, uh, those autonomous vehicles, and it's in a controlled in- environment village or a retirement village. That's where it would go. You would just start in the community. Mm-hmm. You would have a zone. You know how you have those zones where there's a bike zone or a car? You know what I mean? That's where it's going to I think that's where it's going to go. Totally. Yeah, I think that that is a far. And to be honest, like that's a different, almost a different clientele than who we serve. Sure. Like our members, like that's. No, you but know, I want we, that. But I want that car dropped off. I don't want to have to go back. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, I do feel like that. Uh, we'll probably, it might, I have no clue what that will look like, but <laughs> we're getting, sometime we're in the future, we're getting too, too far in the future. But, you have a, you have um, a huge, no, I think from just the five things I've, you know, whatever, six things I come up with, you literally must have a humongous task and it must be a very exciting time uh, to grow because mm-hmm. you're, you're so new and I, I know yeah. on that, right? You got the key. One last thing on, on your Instagram, there's a red brick building. Is that, is there a reason why that red, red brick is there? Is that, is that your offices or? Red brick building. Well, you posted ironwood, and then you have a set of keys just against the red oh, brick. Oh, we so we actually we work out of uh, work nicer. Oh, um, 
so I mean, another community that we like to be a part of. Alex Petucci, um, I was I've done several episodes at the downtown there. So, yeah, uh, we uh, we've been friends with Alex for many years, yeah, nice, um, nice. and finally we're in working in the office with them. So, um, where else yeah, can you so, go? I mean, gosh, where else can you go? Right? With dogs? Are, yeah, right. Dogs are walking around peeing on the on by the elevator there, and yeah, yeah no, we we love it. So. Um, yeah, I think that's at our Roxbury office. Okay. I think. Yeah. Um, nothing fancy with the red bricks. <laughs> no, no, I just thought there was a theme. But, I thought there was a theme and that, that, but you know, this is fantastic. How do people, how do they find you? So you're at the Roxbury down, uh, the work. Yeah, we, we don't often, uh, we usually just tell people to go online. So that's like the best place to find us, sure. especially with COVID days. We are hardly ever in the, in the physical I office. Understand. And if we are, we don't, uh, we don't love to see people these days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but if you did want to like reach out with us, um, our website is alberta.comunado.com. Um, you can reach out to us on our social media, which is comunado underscore YYC. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of places you can give us a call. You can send us an email, shoot us a DM. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, I have a really yeah, good I website mean, as well. If you're not, if you know, for some of your, some of the people out there, just got a pen. It's G. O O G L E. Yeah, super easy. You yeah. can Google us. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we have we've got separate pages for both our Edmonton and our Calgary nice. pages. Nice. So if you were like curious how the parking looked or how to sign up, it's all on the website. Um, yeah, well, nothing, Adrian, nothing really, too fancy. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm joking with that, but I mean, literally, you, I I'm so glad I found you on Instagram and uh, your team and you like I. This is such an important area. And I think for many reasons, you're building something that uh, I think is meeting, as you said, like, you know, this members were building that. And I didn't realize like you're across Canada for forever. So since 90, yeah. you said 94, 95. So 94. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's incredible. So look, my well, head. Thank been, you. Yeah. Thank you. My head was in the sand because I was in the literally in the Middle East for 10 years and now it's in the snow. So I'm, I'm you're just bringing some real shedding some really important light on, on a, an important area. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We are, uh, I think hopefully we've, we've shared how excited we are to be in Calgary and as we're new, we're ready to grow and get to know the city a little bit better outside of this uh, minus 30 weather. <laughs> I didn't get the feeling that you were excited. So can you reiterate that? Please? Let's re let's start. I'm excited start. every day, except for the ones that are minus 30. <laughs> okay, we're starting over episode two for no, Yeah. <laughs> Adriana, thank you so much. And uh, it's really been a pleasure. And you're right. Minus 30. Um, you brought some cheer to the, to the, the listeners out there. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's been great. All right. Have, my pleasure and stay safe.